It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Hersema. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a little unique uh, background here. This is just my couch, nothing fancy here, but I'm joined by a very special guest, my good buddy from New Mexico, Jesse Segura. That's why I'm wearing the Breaking Bad shirt here. <laughs> Jesse, what's going on, man? Not much. It's good to be. It's good to be in Cali for sure. Well, I wish uh, us Californians could say that, but hey, it's a nice <laughs> place to visit. We'll say that. Hey, In and Out Burger, man. First spot, first stop, first stop. We 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 made it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been doing um, single episodes the past uh, few months, and just having myself on here, rambling away. I used to have guests all the time, but that got tough to kind of get people together. So um, sure. this is nice. You're in town. I thought, hey. Sit on the couch. Let's uh let's start talking like we would normally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jesse from New Mexico. So I had to wear my Breaking Bad shirt. Uh, the old uh, what was his last name in the in the show? Jesse. Uh, 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 Heimberg. Jesse. Oh man, no, that was the that was the Walter White guy. Oh, okay. Um, Hold on. Heisenberg. We'll come up with it. I'm sure at yeah, some point. It, yeah. But yeah, on my on my phone too, dude. You're still you have the Breaking Bad logo and the Breaking Bad <laughs> Breaking Bad rings when. Uh, when you ring and uh, you have the yo yo text messages as Jesse as well, so you very personalized stuff. Hey, sweet! I didn't know that. Shoot, Gee, hey, take yeah, one of my important people, uh, Jesse. So, talk to me about uh, Breaking Bad in in Albuquerque. I mean, it, I've been there visiting. I grabbed every souvenir I could, but is it still kind of like the identity of the town? Somewhat. Kind of depends on who you talk to. You know, with so many shows and everything nowadays. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's still popular, but not so much. You know, you go to Old Town, there's still a store completely dedicated to it. And it's actually a pretty badass store. Oh, yeah. They have cookies and they have, you know, fake meth candy. You know, they they get into it, man. But no, not, I wouldn't say it's the identity, more so the balloon fiesta, stuff like that. But people still love their Breaking Bad out there. And it's funny when you're cruising around town still, you, you cruise by spots, you're like, Oh yeah, that was in Breaking Bad. <laughs> so I want to I want to do the tour. I even talked to Val about we got to fly out. Uh, I think it's a one day tour. Check that out. I also want to go to New Jersey and do the Sopranos thing. But when I was there for a series uh, a few years ago, Albuquerque, I definitely made the rounds and was like looking for Breaking Bad stuff because I, I love that show. It's not for the faint of heart by any means. It is a show that is uh, very dark, but oh, yeah. really really good. Yeah, I I haven't watched it since college, dude. So I. Need a refresh. Were you in college when it was going on? Yeah, high school and college. Because oh, it came out what, 2011? I want to say that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So late, late high school, early college. Gotcha. Yeah. So Jesse and I know each other through uh through baseball, how I know most of my most of my friends. Uh we spent a summer together, uh 2018, the year of our Lord, I think. 2020. <laughs> the uh in the American Association. Uh, me and Mike Jarbo went and we were like, who well, we got to find a, someone to go on the road with us and never met before. Who's Jesse Segura? And uh, we all hit it off. The three of us, thick as, th- thick as thieves. Not every story we could tell here on the podcast, but we had a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why it's good to re- reunite, man. Playing, uh, playing, umpiring, professional baseball, uh, independent league ball in the American Association. Um, both of us have have at one point been in a minor league ball affiliated, but again, you, you build so many relationships with guys who, you know, strap up, who wear that mask. And uh, you're just one of a, although most of the guys I know are older. And was like, Oh Matt, all of Matt's friends are old. I got that for a long time, but, but <laughs> you're one of my younger friends through baseball. Yeah, I'll we'll take say. It. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I like what you said, you know, I'm going to see other people out here too, you yeah. know, staying with you, but just the friendships you build, and the places you go, the people you meet, some of them last longer than you'd think, and some last shorter than you think. But the ones that were meant to last, yeah. they stay, and here we are. Well, well, that's what's funny about friendships. And I, I, I'm blessed with a lot of good friends. Um, 
people from all over the country, people I've, I've known a short amount of time, some I've known forever. Um, I think friendships really are what you put into it. It might just be a text message, uh, you know, once every few months to someone or, uh, you know, reaching out and, and making that effort to, to call people. You're someone that's put in a lot of effort, uh, which is why we stayed in such good touch because it's a two-way street. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. And like my buddy who's getting married, I haven't seen him in years, mm. but we pick up right where we left off. You know, he sent me the invitation. His mom texts me and he was my first friend ever, actually. In kindergarten, I walked up to wow. him and I said, want to be my friend? He said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today. But no, just getting back to the point of it is a two-way street. And even if you don't talk or see each other every day, you still pick up where you left off. You should be able to, man. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many times I thought, oh, I got a friend. Oh, yeah, my buddy here, my buddy there, my other friend. It's like they're all over the place. And it's not like I rank them in any order, but I just like hanging out with so many different friends. And at different friends, you get different things from. You know, some you get baseball knowledge. Some you get uh, the, the party fun time. Some you get the serious advice from. It's like it's good to have a wide range range of people in your life. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. You know, absolutely various backgrounds and things. So tell me about Albuquerque. We've all visited there. Uh, we've all tried to spell it over the years. But <laughs> as far as someone who's been born and raised there, I mean, what's it like growing up and living in Albuquerque? Yeah, for sure. I love it. Truthfully, you know, there's a lot of outdoor things. It is kind of a shutdown city. You know, if you're kind of looking for major nightlife type deal, you know, early 20s, maybe not so much, but. I love it there, man. You know, I'm a big outdoors guy, right? Baseball, love riding my bike, love playing disc golf. I'm not a big normal ball golf, but I know we have a lot of great courses out there. Of course, I've been to a few, but so that's nice. But for me personally, man, of course, I have the family aspect and I like that it's small, but it's not tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's big, but it's not overwhelming. And sometimes I can kind of stink, right? But for the most part, I like that about the city. I don't mind that it only takes 20, 25 minutes to get from one side <laughs> to the other, you know? But we have this joke back home that people don't cross the river. You know, we got the Rio Grande running through there. And it is kind of true. I've found like, dang, I don't go on the east side that much, you know? <laughs> so yeah, you know, you have that. And then there's actually a lot of tradition in Albuquerque that people don't realize and when you do get out and hop on your bike and stuff, we have so many trails and just a lot that pass through there. You know, you have old town. So that's actually really cool. I know you've probably seen on my snap. I'm always cruising, finding yeah. art or pieces of just history that have been restored or put up in a, in a park or like a civic plaza. I love that stuff, man. Hmm. Not a super nerd about it, but I think it's cool that because not every city necessarily emphasizes or shows that yeah about their past so and then of course green chili oh boy <laughs> what, what, what do we got it, green chili we're talking on about. on everything wow we put that on everything breakfast burritos burgers Ooh. pizza Ooh. uh my mom's signature dish is green chili chicken alfredo let me tell you man. Ooh, okay it, it, yeah so people get crazy with it they make like biscochitos they make green chili beer wow. green chili ice cream i'm good on all that <laughs> yeah i'm not a real spicy guy so oh okay I, I probably i'm out i guess no you would you would try it yeah because some you can just like a jalapeno right you can get a batch that's lights your world up and then you get a batch that's just flavorful <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually you you might uh <laughs> it might kick you in the butt yeah bit. i would probably die um <laughs> But no, uh, as far as like New Mexico, I mean, some family history of mine is there. My grandfather was from there. And, uh, you know, so it was always cool being there. It's not that far away. Um, you know, you flew to Vegas. Vegas is close to here. I mean, I mean, it's really not that far away. It just goes to show that if you put effort in to see your buddies or just to get away, like sometimes you just need a, a get away. And, and where can I go? Who am I going to go with? Well, just go see a friend. That works too, right? I mean, that's oh, easier yeah. than planning a vacation for a couple of people or something. Yeah, no, for sure. Just get up and go. And that's one of the cool things about being in that profession is you have a buddy there. You don't need a room. Yeah. Well, now you have all that money to go do fun stuff yeah, or to exactly. go explore or to afford the plane ticket, you know? So, so what, where are some places since you've traveled a lot that you've really uh, enjoyed? Don't tell me Sioux Falls. I, uh, <laughs> what was that? South Dakota. Don't tell me that's on your list, but where are some places you've been in your life that you really enjoyed being at? Yeah. Sioux Falls, 
is a little bit short on the list. So, <laughs> no, one of my favorites is was St. Paul. Yeah. I mean, that's just a great city, great town. Loved it. Met some cool people there as well. Saw the cathedral mm. one of the days. So I loved St. Paul. It was also different for me growing up in the desert. I was never really used to a summer that's not scorching in 100 plus degree <laughs> weather. Yeah. So yeah, St. Paul was great. You know, Lincoln was fun. And although I didn't, I overstayed my welcome maybe in Arizona. I, I loved Arizona, man. <laughs> I love Arizona. It's hot, but it's hot everywhere at some point, you know, and it's like, hey, let's uh, let's have a good time. The, the winters are, are great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Arizona reminds me a lot of home. I mean, it's very similar, mm-hmm. right? Southwest, but it's much larger, mm-hmm. much larger. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the things I do like about Arizona is that you can drive still. Mm-hmm. I know you can drive here, Chicago, Dallas, but the traffic is just horrendous. But, you know, Phoenix being a newer city, when it started expanding, everything's a loop and yeah. a bowl. I mean, you miss your exit, you're good. Yeah. You know, you're not 20 <laughs> minutes behind schedule like in Denver. You miss an exit in Denver. Whew, you might as well just keep yeah. going to Fort Collins, dude. No kidding. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Uh, big time. So you've always been a baseball guy. Are you interested in other sports? Have you ever got, I mean, do you watch football on Sundays? What's kind of your go-to or if you're even into that stuff? Yeah, I love all sports. Growing up was football, baseball. Mm-hmm. Once I became, or once I started umpiring professionally, I kind of just lost the fan aspect in all sports, truthfully. Yeah. And <laughs> I still love it. You know, I know you get, you got a lot of baseball guys who are, you know, they're diehard football fans or hockey especially I didn't know that was that big with umpires but yeah I love football you know I don't keep up with it nearly as I used to but yeah of course man Sunday throw on the game Sunday night there's nothing like a football game well Sunday afternoon you're gonna see me as a lunatic probably right here on this couch unless we go somewhere else but I, I like to suffer in in the comfort of my own home if my rams are playing the 49ers 49ers have won seven in a row we're infiltrated with uh, 49er fans here in the city of los angeles for some reason it's beyond me uh the only rams victory was in the nfc championship game last year but uh seven in a row for the niners it's looking like eight Dang. so uh it's always the two hardest days of the year for me i i, I live a very troubled life jesse uh watching the rams lose to the niners just play the niners even when they win i'm not even like that happy it's just like oh thank god i'd have to listen to them for a few weeks so so i'm a little crazy when it comes to my rams no i remember when i was out here in 2020 before all the madness happened we were watching the super bowl and you were just going ballistic anytime the niners just i was like the rams ain't playing i was like Oh yeah, Niners are in the division. <laughs> so I, I've gotten a taste. Oh yeah, and this is the part of like, I mean, not to get all political and stuff, but like, this is the problem with like when you divide people up into into groups and things. It, it's the natural thing to when you put people in groups to be like, okay, well, this is our group. We're gonna hate that group. Like, think of it from a team standpoint. If you're a Rams fan, you have to hate the Niners, or vice versa. Like, so that's why I don't. I, don't, I, I like not. Pe- putting people in uh, in different groups it's like hey we're all one we're all except yeah. except on sundays then then we're all enemies i could i could care less church. Yes. <laughs> church. exactly <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah that's um fandom I, I i it's why i thought it was healthy for me to get into officiating because this is me calmed down a little bit <laughs> taking a little of the fandom out of my body and then now i'm back to it with my rams of course but yeah well and to you're when you're from a state that has a team or in this case multiple teams it's easy to hop on the train sure in new mexico yeah what do you do most people are cowboys fans yeah. gross thank you or uh denver fans i get that i get that regional you know, yeah my family were mutts we got titans i'm dolphins vikings raiders bears redskins or excuse me commanders commanders yeah how do you be political yeah pc pc <laughs> yeah. Uh, not on this podcast um what, what's the connect i mean what's the connection to all those cities Did you guys just spin around and point in a direction what <laughs> essentially i have no idea how they became i just remember when i was a little kid dolphins okay. uh, yeah had a dolphins football i guess we probably got it from like a yard sale or type wow. deal and i just played with that little thing i can vividly remember it even being that young and or was stuck it, with the dolphins. Or was it the Ace Ventura movie that just was, <laughs> made you a big fan? I don't know. The dolphins. Okay, Miami. Hey, hey, I'm from against Florida. Actually, Miami of all the places 
I've I've had some good times as as you have in many different parts of uh, the country and and outside. Um, <laughs> Miami's a place I want to get to, and um, yeah, I, I don't know that I'll come back, but uh, I I think it would be a good time. I, everyone who everyone who goes there is just like, yeah, it's like Vegas with a beach. Yeah, and I've heard that uh, the bars don't close there. Oh, that's oh, what I I've heard. Yeah, so. you know, <laughs> dangerous, deadly. Uh, I haven't been in New Orleans. I've heard good things there. Likewise. Um, I actually, my cousin got married in 18. I missed this bachelor party in New Orleans because we were on the road. Oh, wow. So that's been my only opportunity to go, but I'd, I'd love to go there as well. Man, interesting. Probably Miami. I Again, people talk about the beaches here and like, oh, no, you're going to miss the beach. I'm like, I can remember the last time it was that I went to a beach, uh, to the beach. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not that far away, but it is, and uh, it's a hassle. So uh, there's plenty of nice things here in California when they're open, when they're not shut down and regulated and all that. But right. uh, we'll, 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 I'm sure, run into that at some point. Uh, Halloween's around the corner. Uh, we got nice decorations going on around here. Are you a big Halloween guy? Actually not. Okay. I, I, I won't lie. I'll be truthful to the audience and to you. I am a wuss when it comes to scary stuff. Okay. We, I- same. <laughs> Simpatico. It is not. <laughs> it is not entertaining to me to frighten myself. Why? Why? I want to laugh at slapstick comedy for an hour and a half and be done with it mm-hmm. and not have to worry about putting every light on in the hallway when yeah. I go use the restroom at night. Dude, <laughs> I don't care if you're 12 years old or 32. Like, you see something scary, you're wearing out your light bill. And not only that, you're like calling down the hallway, like, "Hey, who? Hey, I'm coming!" Yeah. Like. No I don't though. care. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, I, I do not do scary. Now there have been some films that I have liked that were rather surprising and I still watch, watch them like this. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't, people who are like, Oh, I love being scared. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Try, try, try joy. It's a better feeling. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, Yeah. what, when did you know this as a kid or just, Oh yeah. My whole life. Never really been into it. Dressed up as a kid. I couldn't tell you the last time I, I've dressed up as an adult, you know, and then really shouldn't people, but anyway, (laughs) well, then in college too, all I did was umpire, you know, club ball and stuff. And every year in Vegas, actually speak of the devil, they have a Halloween bash tournament. So I did that for four or five years. We'd go out to, yeah, (laughs) we'd go out to Vegas and it's, it's interesting seeing everybody on the strip. But yeah, almost my whole life, man. Not a big Halloween guy. Yeah, I'll throw down. We can have fun, but not my number one holiday. I don't like the themes. Anyway, we're yeah. gonna. I should have mentioned. Yeah, University of New Mexico graduate. Stayed yes. stayed close to home. What is up with the Lobo football team, man? They should be. They haven't been good at for a long time. Maybe since Erlacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to crush it in basketball mm-hmm. when I was there. So I was in UNM twelve to sixteen, and. 13, 14, 15, man. We had killer teams for basketball. Yeah. And two years in a row, we lost to Ivy Leagues. Uh, so we all would joke like, yeah, I guess we really are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yale smoked us one year and then Harvard. I think Harvard was like a 15 and we were three and that dude was just draining oh, threes. But yeah, the football squad, man, I don't as, as long as I've been around, they've never really been good. What was it like in college going to games? The tailgate scene? Or, I mean, what can you tell us anyway about the Meso Lobo <laughs> game day scene anyway? Yeah. Not, you know, discrediting anybody, but they weren't very good. So a lot of us, at least when I was there, we'd go tailgate and then we'd go right back to the houses, <laughs> the house party. <laughs> and then I don't know if you remember, but the actually. The game's gotten away then. Yes, exactly. Ah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but my college house, when you opened my front door, you were looking at the tailgates. Wow. So we That's threw some good ones. Dangerous. So we'll, yeah. We will just leave it oh, at that. Oh, let's leave it there. <laughs> yeah, moving on. When you get to New Mexico, you walk in the locker room, at least for the baseball, which is in the basketball arena. I mean, they, they let it be known. Hey, you're at 5,000 whatever feet. They let you know you're at elevation, and you can feel it. Let me tell you, in the baseball games, they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark, but uh, and you start sprinting around a little bit, especially in a football game or something, you're winded. I mean, it was like, what is this? this we're, we're, we're way high up here trying to breathe. It was crazy. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of UFC fighters. They'll, they'll train out of New Mexico. That's right. Albuquerque. John Jones, right. Most notably. Uh, and Holly, Holly, Holly home. home. That's yeah. right. The preacher's daughter. Love yeah. her. Yeah. She's awesome. And oh, she's man. great for the community. She's just a pure soul. Absolute pro. She's, she's legit. Yes, she is. She yeah, is she's cool. Fantastic. Well, 
uh, back to Halloween. So yeah, I don't, I don't quite get the scaring thing. I mean, I, you know, dress up, work, dress up, uh, candy's cool and everything, but this, this darkness, this darkness, this evil that sets upon us. And I'm not getting all spiritual or anything here, but <laughs> I much prefer the light and the birth and the, the <laughs> joys of Christmas and like, the, like those things. But some people, someone I live with loves <laughs> this Halloween stuff. They're, they're, they're lunatic. And I don't know what it is. Do you know crazy Halloween people? Yeah, none that I can think of off top, but you know, just when you're seeing people that go all out and they've been planning their costume for years and <laughs> or months rather, and you know, even some people uh, will grow out their hair for. I mean, you just hear wild stuff, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, I get it. That's cool. That's fun. Just not for me." No, I'm with <laughs> you. Do you do you think I, I have a, I have a many theories, but I, I have a theory that I think women. Uh, as far as adults go, I think they enjoy dressing up more than men do. Maybe there are some guys out there, but I think it's in the female nature really to have multiple outfits in general. And uh, us, we have three or four t-shirts we probably always wear and maybe some nice pair of pants. Um, but I think women enjoy the aspect of dressing up a lot more than men do for Halloween. Yeah, I'd agree. And they can, you know, that's their thing, right? They accessories and jewelry and so it kind of adds maybe a little bit more fun for them instead of just trying to get ready to impress, I guess. I'm not saying it's not nice uh, visually. Hey, we yeah. want to support the, the ladies out there. And, yeah, and, I, and, the, and <laughs> the dudes, I think, are more clever when it comes to costumes. Like they'll do something uh, funny or because because and that's the nature of men and women anyway. Like I've heard I've heard anyway, although I have a lovely young woman, uh, you know, you want to. <laughs> Uh, make a girl laugh. Oh, you, she'll be yours forever. All that stuff, right? So I think guys have that natural tendency to. All right, let's try to be funny and more humorous with our costumes than uh, otherwise. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, what about? I mean, we might talk some candy here as we dive into this. We were joking. You you enjoyed uh, Mike Jarbo and me. Jarby, uh, Jamie. <laughs> we might see him later tonight. Um, you enjoyed our fast food draft that he and I did. About a year and a half ago or whenever that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And we'd got talking about candy and maybe we'll have to dive into something like that. But yeah, that was that was just great. What was what was so funny and great? Because because almost doing that, I thought of like you uh, specifically as someone who would appreciate that. But I know there were other people who know Mike and I who are probably just both rolling their eyes. Like, what is up with these guys? Yeah, well. Spending an entire summer on the road with you guys <laughs> with no kitchen, you eat a lot of fast food naturally, right? Yes. And I learned that you guys are adamant and serious about your <laughs> dishes. And when I was seeing it on a screen, I, I felt like I was right there. I was like, this is 2018 <laughs> in the van. And then just the attentiveness too that both of you had during, I was like, this is Mike and Matt, one thousand percent. Yes, and that's that's the main kick I got out of it. Is you know I've seen you guys indulge in those, and then to hear you talk about it on a you know serious level, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I'm trying to find out when that episode was. If you guys haven't heard that, you got to go back and listen. Um, yeah, I my, think it was like last July. Last July, I want to say. It's I know I was on the right. road. Okay, for sure. It was 21. And, and I remember was, telling you specifically about it. I was like, hey, you got to listen to this. Yeah. I want to say late June, early July would be my It'd guess. It'd be great. Any minor league umpire, any umpire in general, anyone who's, uh, you know, dabbled, we'll say, in the fast food uh, lifestyle a little <laughs> bit, which, okay, May 28th, 2021. Oh, May. Wow. Uh, got a decent amount of place, about an hour and a half. May 28th, 2021. If you go to the Get Home Safe uh, podcast, uh, list of podcasts, you can scroll back and find that one. Uh, that one's on YouTube as well. So we made sure we get our fast food cups lined up. And I think we had oh, some yeah. NFL primetime music yeah. going in the background. There's just very serious stuff. So um very serious stuff. I I I know I look like it. I'm not a big candy guy. Uh I, I indulge other ways, but um I I but around this time of year though, you just kind of get a little more sweet tooth, right? It's it's hard not to. And mm -hmm. everyone's eating candy, especially the adults. Oh, candy time. Let me grab some. So what are some of your go-tos, man? Uh, craving some Halloween candy. What are you? What are you hoping's in the bag? Not even close. Not even a question. Reese's. 
Wow, OG. Okay. Yep, just straight go to chocolate and peanut butter. Oh. It's soft in the middle. You got to unwrap it. I mean, it makes you work a little, you know, it's not just giving it up right away. The hockey pucklet, right? Look at <laughs> yep. the hockey uh-huh. puck, the nice ridges on the outside. Yes, just texture, the now details, the consistency. Mm-hmm. That would be my number one. Number one. If it has to be a bar, more of a bar, Snickers. Snickers, you're yeah. just classic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the peanut, like the crunch. Not, I don't indulge in candy so much either, but I guess like you're saying the classics, I stick with my, the classic The classic. Okay. So you're an old soul in that regard. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Uh, I, I, there's a few versions of that. I like, um, but a few off the top of my head, I love me Reese's. Uh, first of all, if you're going to go Snickers, I love the white wrapper Snickers almond. Okay. It's a little tweak on the classic. I don't know what it is. The almond just pops a little more for me. But if I got to go a couple of my favorite candies, um, hundred grand, again, a unique, you get it's like crisp and <laughs> hard caramel inside. It, it, there's a uniqueness to it. I don't like going with the flow. I like uh, a <laughs> different, little different flavor, if you will. And yeah. um, what's another one? And my number one, though, is the Symphony Bar made by Hershey's. Oh, you're way chocolate milk chocolate yeah, underground that that's me <laughs> milk chocolate the toffee it's the perfect mix um if it's in the house it's not going to ever last long that is just my they only come in king size bars or at least those i've seen um, <laughs> at least the ones i buy <laughs> and then the uh, one that man when i was a kid if i saw a caramello life was life couldn't get better <laughs> I, I, they, I think they go into a purple wrapper wrapper now uh again the details are what yeah. matters here and from that from that dark red cardinalish color uh but man if i gotta go top three off the top of my head i gotta go caramello uh symphony and uh thousand thousand grand hundred grand they used to have great commercials too i don't know where they went that's maybe weather marketing <laughs> i tell you people what else you got any come on you got some other ones i know you do oh yeah i love skittles really oh yeah see i, I could go without skittles see when they changed the green one i don't know the exact flavor but mm-hmm. a few years back they changed whatever flavor it was to what it is now not a big fan of that. I wish right. they would have kept the old one, but I guess people didn't like the original one. But just classic then. Yeah. Not, not the the what is it? Sweet. Uh, no, the sweet and sour or something. Or yeah, the, some, whatever it is, something like that. And then love me some Starburst. Man, all these are kind of classics. But you know, I remember you are, man. You yeah. are, what are you? Nineteen sixties, Jesse Segura. But no, you remember being a kid and you get a Starburst pack and. All you do is pick through the red and pink ones and you give away. All- you want a Starburst? Yeah, yellow for days. Take an orange. Take a yellow. Can I have a red one? Nah. Nah, sorry, man. We ain't that close. Yeah. I-, I like the 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 other version. Like there was a tropical Starburst. Oh. What I like about the Starburst is it took a little time. You just crush it right. I mean, yeah. it individually, boom, lash it two or three minutes, another one, boom. And it just like. You felt like you had more, yeah. right? Just I'm a visual guy. Yeah, you can kind of twist it, put it in your pocket for later. Tropical. There was some like strawberry banana or something. There was some good Starburst versions. It was besides that classic one. Yeah. No, I know the tropical one you're talking about. They had a fruit punch one or something. In yeah, there. dude. Yeah. Oh, unreal. Something, something purple, I think, was like yeah. a purple. Anyway, well, we have to make a stop here at the start. <laughs> we got it. Doctor said more fruit, right? So yeah. we made a little more Starburst. Yeah. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I did. I write a few down. I'm trying to remember. No, and that's a tough. I, I mean, chocolate is amazing, but then you go, you you need that. You almost ju- the fruity t- stuff that like you almost justify during the day. You just, oh, I go. This is just a little some sweet. You know, yeah. you, you almost justify having. The, uh, the, the the fruity, sugary snacks than, yeah. than the other stuff. Yeah, it's more, it's kind of like a light beer. You can drink a light <laughs> beer during the day. It doesn't weigh you down. You know, it's like the fruity candy. Oh, here we go. Okay, so I did write a couple down. First of all, uh, again, uh, you got to have a tweak. A tweak on the original. Peanut butter Twix. Good Lord. So good. The, the original is, is great. No caramel, but you go peanut butter with that, with that cookie crunch. And again, in a Twitch, you get two of them. I know they're really thin, yeah. but Hey, <laughs> in, in my mind, Oh, there's two in here. So yeah. I don't really stand on the Twix, but for me, peanut butter Twix. Oh, oh I love Twix. I've never had the peanut butter. What? One, yeah. We, we need to do some tasting yeah. <laughs> tonight. Isn't that funny, by the way, like uh, we both like to eat and uh, you know, such, but like, <laughs> 
if you want to sound fancy, just label. Oh, we're having a tasting. Yeah. Like brother, this is not a this is not a smorgasbord. Oh, we're having a tasting. You know, we lay out all the candy on a on a on a plate. Walk around and just to do the like the. Um, what is this? Um, this is uh bagged in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. A candy tasting. That'd be like yeah. the adult. That'd be a nice little party, actually. Adult party. <laughs> candy tasting. Uh, Almond Joy is another one of my favorites. I love coconut. Okay. You put coconut on a donut, I'm like yours forever. Uh, I don't eat money donuts, but coconut <laughs> on a donut is my weakness in life. Got to oh, be my kryptonite. I didn't know that. I'm not a big coconut guy, so I'm passing on the Almond Joys. Okay. That's fine. A little coconut cream pie, though, all day. But an Almond cream Joy? Pie? Eh. Man, see, we're going all over the place. We're going to five. This is not a good – well, good thing we're full yeah. from lunch because uh, this is a bad conversation to have otherwise. Oh, man, coconut cream pie, banana cream pie is oh, geez. legit too. No? Just no. stop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, just stop. It's Marie Callender's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a half mile from here that cool. we, will, we well. will get to. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, no, Halloween – I mean, I'm much more of a, a Christmas guy. And um, I, there's some movies I've liked. That would surprise some people. Uh, one of them is actually called uh, Saw. Oh I, yeah, I I didn't think I would I'd be terrified by it, but I watched that and uh, I watched most of the, them in the series. I got her to watch the first one. Um, very dark, gruesome, not yeah. the whole movie, but interesting storyline that mm-hmm. I always like a good storyline, no matter if it's funny or scary or whatever. So. The Saw series, I really, really liked, um, just for the storyline more than anything. Is there any, I mean, any movie, uh, Chucky, uh, <laughs> Poltergeist, the old schools, <laughs> uh, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, any of that stuff? I never got it. That stuff was too scary to me. Yeah. So I remember when I was a kid, and maybe this is what scarred me, but all the older cousins, everybody were hanging out, right? And they made all the little kids watch The Shining. Oh, scarred. How old were you? I'd have been second, third grade. Oh, you oh, can't yeah. do that yeah. to a kid. <laughs> no, they used to, we used to do that oh. stuff all the time. And I was like, okay, not into this. No. And then in high school, I was like, oh, man, you know, it's not as bad. But I still was like, nope, I'm good. But um, some of the movies that I actually have enjoyed that are scarier, a little bit cornier, uh-huh. like, you know, Jeepers Creepers. These are all yes. a little bit older. That's a movie I've seen parts of. He's like just jumps on top of the truck and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I, he like eats people's body parts. To oh make his man, yeah. it's but so corny. I, I've but... wanted to watch it actually. I was like, okay, I think I could tolerate that one. Yeah, my my older brother and I, we love it. We love how cheesy it is, and I enjoy it. There's another one, House of Wax. These were all when I was like growing up. I remember the kid. previews of that one. That looked weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, Paris Hilton. That's another older one too, mid two thousands era. All those like slasher. Yeah, like yeah, come on, man. Guy in a costume type deal, but for some reason, I I you liked that one. Yeah, I we we liked um the Purge, the Purge movies. Those were okay. pretty good. Uh, again, dark themed and everything. Not really Halloween, but scary in a sense of like mm-hmm. it, it plays with your mind, mind tricks. Like, whoa, this this is imagine if this was true, you know, stuff like that. Um, I almost think it's scarier in some nowadays they get so carried away with the violence and like oh, we're gonna yeah. rip people apart and you're gonna see it's like for a lot of us we don't want to see that stuff. The the idea of like a roller coaster is you're going downhill and that feeling, but it's not like you feel like you're gonna fall off it, you know. That's not why you like to be scared. Like you like um it's almost more scary hearing something that's going on and having to visualize it yourself that that theme that they've done in movies for so long too is not seeing the violence or whatever but just having to picture it because our mind is is our is the worst uh uh the worst trigger i think upon us good or bad sometimes yeah no for sure and that that actually reminds me of another classic is psycho classic alfred hitchcock wow and that movie while it doesn't scare me because of the storyline, it's just creepy and eerie because of that time, the way he was able to depict the story. And, you know, I studied Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock in college a little bit. So what went into that movie to be wow. made, what they had to use. So and then almost it's one of those movies you've seen countless times. And even though you know what's going to happen, you know what the next line is, you're still 
on your seat because it was just that captivating the way yeah. it was directed, even in the sixties. So that's yeah. another one of my, my go-tos in terms of scary movies. What was it? This stuff was like when we were in high school, I think it was uh, how, no, how I know. I know what you did last summer. Oh yeah. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. Okay. That was, that was a little epic. There was a sequel too. Yeah. They, I think they made a few of those. Ones. And then there was another movie similar to that. Uh, I can't remember the, but again, I didn't. Final Destinations. Oh yeah. yeah. So those are interesting. I, I haven't um, seen them all the way through. Isn't that like they know, like they know how you're going to die or they show you before it happens or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it happens to them and then oh. people are trying to like cheat death and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I haven't goodness. seen those. In really? Wild, but... I have to dive in. See, I like yeah. something that's clever, at least like that. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's like, why, why, why would you again want to watch that negativity? I'm much like watching something I can laugh at or be uplifted by or learn something like being scared or like any of that is way down the list of my, of my yeah. priorities for sure. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Oh man. Well, we might have to uh, partake anyway, because we may not be going uh, out and such a whole lot, but we may be, uh, be hanging out here in Anoval would be way into that stuff. Uh, cool. What was I going to bring up to you? I wrote some things down. Um, no, those are, well, anyway, what, what do you think about uh, the upcoming world series? Uh, I know you're not much of a fan anymore, but uh, Astros again, and then the Phillies back there first time since the uh, nine, I think, uh, man, I, I don't know if I'll be watching much of it, but an intri- a unique world series, I think for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I don't got any beef with the Astros, you know, the whole cheating scandal and stuff. I could care less. Everybody in baseball cheats. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little bit extreme to the extent they went, certainly. But I don't know who the crew is, actually. I, seriously, man, once you start officiating, you just even I always have my mom's my mom throws house parties for the UFC fights all the time. Oh, and I'll make like your mom. Yeah. Always liked your mom. <laughs> and I make people crack up because I'll I'll be cheering on the ref. You know, yeah. Herb, Herb Dean. Herb Dean baby. And then there's another guy, the big so anyway, I just I really look forward to the officials yeah. in, in all sports if I know them. Of course, baseball I know the most. So yeah, great for those teams getting there, but I want to know who the crew is, who's well, got the plate, you know, who what the rotation is. Well, again, it's the uniqueness of like anyone can watch a game and pull for a team or be curious who wins, but I always have loved looking at sports from a, a different perspective and and watching the officials. That I remember just watching officials as a kid and be like, I wonder if I could do that someday or what it takes to do that. And that's what got us all into this crazy life we chose. Um but but you're right, you're right. It's it's I like being you need, I don't like going with the crowd. I don't, I don't like, I like going against the, the up, upstream sometimes. And I don't want to root for something or do something just because everyone's doing it. I've never been that way. So yeah, I'm the same way. It's one of the first things I notice in a game is who's a plate umpire. Oh, wait, who, who's the referee of this, this fight? Uh, who are the referees uh, on the floor of the, the basketball game? Like it's one of the first things that I, I turn to. And um, because I love hearing that perspective, I can hear any basketball player, any football player on ESPN anytime, but to be on a field and to be in charge and have to control everything going on and then be scrutinized for it, it, it it's it's a pressure for sure. But as I talked to Tony Padilla uh, from Northern California, who's worked three Final Fours now, um, he and I shared that you know pressure is a privilege. And I think in officiating, if people were to ask you why you do it, uh, what was it for you that got you onto that field to do something? that you can't be perfect at what people expected you to be. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was sitting there, and it was the summer of when I graduated. And I was like, yeah, I'll get a job when the summer ends. <laughs> you know, you're fresh out of college. You don't want to go straight to work. At least I didn't. And you blink, and the summer's done. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to give this umpire school thing a try. It was either graduate school or umpire school. So I chose umpire school and I liked it. Thought I knew some stuff, didn't. But before that, why even umpire school? Like what, what was the beginning, like umpiring? Like had did you umpire, but what was it that gave you this, this like, oh, I want to go do that? Or was it just something that you saw from afar? Like, I don't think, I don't know anybody that does that. What was it that even got you interested in recognizing umpiring? 
Yeah. So when I was playing in high school, I tried and my family were, weren't doing the best financially at the time. Mm. And so I went to a clinic, whatever. I was a sophomore in high school. Well, at the end, you got hit with the, well, you need X amount of money to start Yeah. with shirts and uniform and stuff. You know, as a 15, 16-year-old kid, I wasn't as savvy with communicating and reaching out. So, you know, I probably could have got some gear, but I didn't. So I went back my freshman year of college because I said, I don't want to be making sandwiches during college <laughs> and I don't want to be cold calling no. college either. No. It's like, let me go give this umpire thing a try. Again. Yeah. And it put me back out on the field. All right. And my grandfather, rest in peace, his soul was an umpire. Way oh, back okay. in the day, yeah. So it's in the bloods there somewhere. How awesome was it? Though? I don't know how much you when you first start working games, you uh, know, in, in your college after high school. You know, I don't know how much you're making. Maybe it's twenty bucks. Maybe it's ten bucks. But like, you're gonna do three or four games in a day. They're gonna pay you twenty bucks a game, and then they'll feed you a cheeseburger between each. I mean, to at that when I first started doing it, and and that was how I was like, I'm I'm never retiring. This is the greatest yeah. job ever. <laughs> Yeah, it was the same way when I was talking about those tournaments, actually. Yeah. That was my first big tournament. I was like, whoa, 14 games in a weekend. I was like, that's a thing? Wow. Yeah, and I thought I had made it, you know? And then, then you did the dollars. Like, wait a minute, 14 times. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, wow. Then all the guys are going. We'll make a road trip out of it. And then so much better than flipping burgers or having to go do dig ditches or something, right, in, in college right after high school. Like, there's so many more worse ways to make money. And go out there and umpire a kid's game. Yeah, absolutely. And you think of it as on your worst day of work, you get to go to the ballpark. Yeah. Whether it's 10U or the big leagues, you're at the ballpark. And you're getting paid to be there. Yeah. So it's really tough to beat that. Now I'm a little different. I It's behind me. For the most part, I've had a lot of friends. Oh, come back and do it. I'm like, dude, I gave it, I gave it a, a great run. I, I've done all the stuff you could think of. And I'm good. I'm content. I'm happy. It's to each his own. Everyone's got to make, make their own decision. But anyway, you went... So you, you found a way to go to umpire school and did you go hoping to get a job in minor league baseball or did you just go kind of like I did just like, well, I'll learn some stuff and maybe, maybe get to work college someday. Yeah. So I actually had to go twice. And the first year was 2017. I'd finished college in 2016 and actually one of my buddies couldn't make it to my graduation party. I'll never forget. Hmm. I was like, why? And he's like, well, I just, you know, went to umpire school, didn't make it. And I got a job in the, the Can-Am. It was still the Can-Am at the time. I was like, the Can-Am like independent league yeah. in the, the Northeast. that is Canada and six, three teams in America, three teams in Canada or something like that. Give or take. Yeah. And I think they merged with the frontier league this year. Oh Wow. Yeah. Oh. Something like that. But he, right. He was saying this. I was like, what's umpire school? Yeah. What, a, a professional league. What? Yeah. No, there's only the big leagues, you know, like <laughs> just all these things that you're naive to, or you just don't know. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, no shot at my buddy, but I was like, if he can do it, yeah, I can do it. And so I went to school, not knowing truly anything. This is a baseball. Yeah. And that's about <laughs> it. You think, you know, right. Yeah. Did you think you knew anything? And then we're like, oh man, I know nothing. Or did, were you like, man, I know nothing. I need to absorb all this right away. Were there some, was there some humility there early on? So I thought I knew, you know, I had yeah. been getting mentorship from some college guys, you know, older guys are like, yeah, you're pretty good kid. So, and then you kind of the, one of the better ones in your group, right. Or maybe your association, your area, and maybe you're shining because you just started. So I thought that I kind of knew what I was doing. And then when, once you start really developing it and learning it, you're like, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. I didn't know this. I, I'm still learning. And so I didn't really truly understand how professional it was. Mm. So when I was there and it was, I didn't treat it like a vacation per se, but I didn't treat it as seriously as I should have just because I simply didn't really understand or comprehend. Wow. This is a job interview every day, <laughs> everywhere you go, yeah. you know, this is important. You do have to dress a certain way and do certain things. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, by any means, I love that about the job. I truly do. I love all the professional aspects. Would you say, because this just popped in my head right now, like to explain it to people, uh, the one I went to, it was called the, the Jim Evans Academy and they were proud of it being an academy in the school. But like, I look at it like, I don't know what it's like to go to military school. 
or a service academy. But basically there, they tell you, hey, here's how you're going to do things. And they expect that of you. Going to umpire school, all the off the field stuff, all the, that is just like, no one tells you anything, but it's expected of you. So it's a little different in, in regards like that, not to knock military school, but like to me, that was my experience. And a lot of it is common sense, but it's not to everybody, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of one of those things that a lot of guys, and I'm sure almost every umpire has probably been guilty of it, is you want to hear X marks the spot. And I'm not talking about just a play. You want to hear, oh, do it this way. Oh, do it that way. When in actuality, it's not the way it goes. You're going to have to mess things up. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go through those experiences. You're going to have to get a hotel canceled or a rental car <laughs> tire blown out or a 14 inning game with four ejections. You just have to go through it. And it's one of those type deals you can consider maybe on the job training, but really it's, it, yeah. that's the job, <laughs> you know? Well, well, so many people, you know, and, and I came from a relatively not a small town by any means, but like people are like, Oh man, you need to, uh, everyone can hear this dog over here that I, <laughs> yell about it just it just during the day so people you need to um like no matter there's 50 states in america okay there's a bunch of different cities in in each of those states and a lot of people who know you not you you but just you or me in general they're like oh man yeah, he was a great umpire in our little league or our, our high school stuff man he's gonna make it in the big leagues and it's like what people don't understand is there's multiple people from all the different states in the country who show up uh, every year trying to get that major league job and just trying to get into one of those 20 or so spots in the minor leagues uh, to begin that journey. And so every city, I would say every state has multiple people that are just like you, that are just like me, uh, that are a lot better than me and you as well, who are striving uh, for the same goals and dreams we all had. And But people don't back home don't understand that. They think, oh, you just go, oh yeah, you're going to make it, no big deal. And it's just like it doesn't work that way. There's, there's, there's a uh, there's a hundred U.S. senators. There's fifty governors. There's what is it, uh, 60, 70 major league umpires. I, I, I maybe I thought of seventy umpires, and then uh, two hundred minor league guys. So you run the numbers. There's guys in every state who want to do the job of umpiring, and are competing to get an opportunity to do it at the highest level. So uh, you'd like to think your people want to. Oh, you're special. You're unique. But now you're just another base out there really when it comes down to it yeah you know i won't name drop but one of <laughs> somebody i've learned from you know this has always resonated with me and some people think it's harsh i don't but he said look there's no such thing as a minor league career mm -mm. your whole goal is to get to the big leagues now that's your career so when you're in the minor leagues, when you're in the system, it's just a job. And I'm not downplaying it by any yeah. means. But sometimes you have to tell yourself that, hey, this is a job. And as you were saying, you might have that feeling of, oh, I'm something special. And that's okay to feel that. But you got to come back down to reality and just always tell yourself, this is a job. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you're working – minor leagues, all those guys, same thing with the players, all of them were told, Oh, you're the best guy in our town. And then you show up, there's a lot of towns in America, you know, True. you show up and, <laughs> and when you call a pitch, a guy doesn't like, he doesn't care that you were the best uh, umpire in the history of a uh, care youth league or whatever, you know, <laughs> or Albuquerque little league, yeah. like whatever. It's just like, what? None of that matters. Like it's all comes down to it. So I've, I've stepped away from baseball for the past few years. I've been very happy with my decision. A lot of people have said, Oh, come back, do this. But, I've, for me, I've run my race. Um, it was a good time. I did a lot more things in it than I ever thought I would college pro ball just, and I'm, I'm content. I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm not looking back at least not right now. I got a, other things and other, other goals in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I respect that about you because we are athletes. People don't see us as such, but we are. And Every athlete has to know when to hang them up. <laughs> Truthfully, whether that guys don't, some guys, right. Umpires or NFL guys. Yeah. Anyway, 
You're right. No, right. And that's what I was saying. I respect you for it. And it doesn't have to be bad. Hanging up your shoes or your cleats or your skates, whatever, doesn't have to be bad. It's just about knowing. And like you said, man, you did things that you never would have thought would have happened. And you're grateful for that. So now it's on to the next thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now I've, uh, I've really enjoyed the podcasting thing and, and having conversations with people. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. You know, it's I just, like this. That's a little something to to do. I, I said, hey, Jesse, I said, hey, what do you want to do? I said, well, how do you feel about sitting on the couch and doing a pod? You're like, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Got to give love to Dave Ashwiggy from Nebraska, oh. our guy, man. Like in Nebraska, Dave Ashwiggy. Yeah. You guys are terrible. <laughs> the pizza in his, his head. Pizza in his head. We were Not like, who cool. is that? Oh, my goodness. He's, he's the best. Former umpire yeah. as well. Um, but just the people you, you, you run across in the game. And I was fortunate to do multiple sports. I got to work at Fox Studios and do instant replay for basketball. I've done so many things. And could I keep doing all that? Sure. But it's almost like, eh, what for? Let's someone else do it too. And um. No, I'm I'm good. I got to meet so many different friends. I, I am more than happy with uh with the journey. I, I'm never gonna say never, but it sure feels like it for me. And and I'll tell you this, man, five years ago, I didn't know what I would do without baseball, football, but I didn't know what I I was like it was terrified of the real world, real job. Oh my goodness, no, I can't do that. <laughs> and right. uh you know what? As so often is the case, you just you grow up, you learn what you can live without and what you can't live without, I think is just the the natural course of the maturing through life. Yeah, I agree. And your, your dreams change, your aspirations change and realistically your budget changes. And let's be real. You don't get paid the big bucks until you get to the big leagues. So sometimes that's part of it too. You're like, you're tired of having, you know, to live on the road and to live with the wages that we are given and sometimes that's part of it too. You just want something more substantial. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And some guys chase it forever, and I have nothing but respect for that too. Like, hey, if you want it and you keep striving, uh, you never know where it might end. And uh, you know, Godspeed. That's what I say. Uh, what um, I know before you were a substitute teacher. Do you do you think maybe you'll do more teaching uh, in the future? Did you like teaching? I I kind of tried i didn't really even get into a classroom i was gonna do it and i was like nope not for me uh but you <laughs> but you did it you seem like it suits you well do you want to pursue that maybe a little more so not necessarily pursue it more i like where i'm at with substituting i actually still am doing it i just subbed yesterday i did uh did middle school and it's fun i i enjoy it and that's what i like about the substituting is it's flexible I'm not committed to sixth grade science Monday through Friday, August to May, right? (laughs) I can do sixth grade science and then eighth grade PE and then band and then social science. I like being able to bounce around. That's cool. So pursuing it in the terms or the sense of becoming a full-time teacher, no, but still sticking it out for now, doing it. I like it, man. You know, I go, the school that I sub at, I actually went to. So, Oh, that's, what's your favorite age group? Middle school. Okay. Oddly enough. Wow. Yeah. When I first, I'm licensed K through 12. When I first started, everyone said, try every group because you just <laughs> never know. Elementary kids, no. too much handholding. <laughs> high schoolers, mm-mm. no. They, I remember what I was doing in high school and no thank you. Just right. Yeah. In middle school, middle yes. ground, middle everything. Yes. Are they immature? Yes. Are they silly and messy? Yes. But they're old enough to where they don't need to be handheld, but they're still young enough to where they're not going to be like, F this guy, yeah. like a lot of high Respect schoolers. Respect for law and order, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever is, is the case. Um, now, I, I I would like that aspect of it. Hey, you're not doing the same lesson plans every day, every year, but being in multiple, um, multiple classes, like you were saying, because you don't know what you're going to do each and every day unless you're in a long-term situation. So when you wake up in the morning, you just kind of look on your phone for what's available, where, where you need to be, or how does that all work? Yeah, so that that is how it works. You know, we have a system. You have an account. You log in, and you just type in the day, and it'll give you a list. I mean, I know it's bad everywhere, but especially back home, I mean, there's hundreds of jobs wow. that are needed every day. Wow. K through 12, every everything you could think of. So 
that is how it typically works. So you would just sign up and it'll tell you the day, the hours, the class, the teacher. So it's in advance. It's not necessarily, hey, today, this morning, we need you here. Correct. Okay. They will do that. You know, they'll send out texts or calls, but I've, this is my fifth year doing it. You know, I've been doing it as long as I've been in baseball and the school that I work at, they love me and I love them. And especially during the college season, yeah, I got to miss a lot of Thursdays, Fridays, Mondays, and they're totally cool with it. When I was still doing high school ball, you know, had a four o'clock game, school gets out at three, I'd have to leave a little early. They were cool with it. That's great. Yeah. So that's what I like about it mostly is it's flexible with baseball Mm -hmm. and I still want to pursue baseball. So I'll keep subbing, but don't necessarily want to commit to anything full time. I'm sober from baseball now for a little while. Hopefully no relapse here, but, uh, you know, we'll see. (laughs) But now I got to get my coin clean and sober from baseball for a couple of years. Uh, I still watch it. I still love it. I still watching my umpire buddies work and things. Um, What did you study in college that you were thinking of doing? Or did you just do something random? No, I majored in mass communications Mm -hmm. uh, with emphasis in strategic communications. So that's like marketing, PR, advertising. Similar background then. Yes, exactly. Communications, public relations, which to me, it just sounded good and uh, sounded broad. People, oh, you were a communications major? Yeah, yeah, pretty (laughs) much everyone is. But uh, uh, I love it the concept of radio tv and film you know um i was gonna do journalism then i kind of went out the window and i wish i would have pursued a little bit more if i had to do it all over again not everything i would but some things i would look back and maybe pursue the radio tv film get into radio or something i I love doing the podcast thing and it's funny i was talking to you off the air and with somebody else actually earlier this week sometimes you do things your passions in life aren't necessarily the ones that you do for a career or the ones you get paid for and call it a hobby, call it whatever. Um, I'm doing this. I'm doing my real Hondo prep charge to keep podcast following my football team. Uh, I don't know. These are kind of newfound passions I've found here throughout the course of, again, just living life, sometimes trial and error. So did you think you were going to get into uh, advertising or something after college? No, actually I was similar to you. I started with journalism and then I realized I wanted to be a sports anchor. That's what I thought at least. Yeah. ESPN, you know, type deal. And then when I realized that a journalist, well, most journalists don't really have freedom to write or create their own stories, I kind of was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I wanted to create (laughs) my own things, you know, my own brands or my own just anything, right? So I switched over to that and I was just loving it. You know, I've always been good at listening and speaking and it just was a natural fit for me. Mm-hmm. And kind of piggyback off what you said, I minored in media arts. Mm. I wish I, I was getting good at that because we really? did a lot of film studying. We did a lot of making your own films. We had a, my senior year, oh, we nice. had a, it was badass, dude. Wow. We had a project where you had to pick a film that was shot in New Mexico. And then you had to go to the location and then create a video by showing parts of where the film was made. And it was a blast. We had a team or a crew of three or four of us and we loaded up, went down to Los Alamos and it was, it was just fun. And I wish I would have stuck with that because, you know, things like this, mm-hmm. I was getting good at the editing and uploading and it's tedious work. Oh, it's oh, I, I try not to edit much anymore. Yeah. It's just, all right, let's just go for it. Yeah, no, I, I remember, man, I would rent out an editing room and I'd be in there literally all day, you know, six, seven hours breaking down film yeah, yeah. <laughs> and cutting and adding audio and so, so that's what i mean again you and i have very similar uh backgrounds from that standpoint of what we pursued and you know what you don't always land on your feet necessarily but sometimes you know you land on the ground and you just okay no big deal you get up and or you walk over where you're supposed to land you know so at least that's been my my thought on it all and and with the ability to create content now with instagram and facebook videos and youtube and um man, if you want to do something, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Cause I have uh man, when I first started this, I was like, edit, pause, record. What, what is all this? I don't know what any of this means. What, <laughs> what goes where? So um, that's been fun for me. And again, to just, you know, like my opinions aren't for everyone and I don't like throwing them out on Facebook and things too often. Although I've gotten a little bit more at that. It's been nice for me to just spew into a mic, say what's in my head and not everyone has to like what I have to say, but some people do. And uh, cool. Like, no, 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 no blood, no ambulance. All is good. Like it is what it is. So um, you think you're going to continue doing the substitute teaching thing 
and of course baseball and uh, anything else on the horizon possibly yeah i'm actually starting a little side hustle right now i don't want to get into too many details because i'm still very much in the infancy steps but all right yeah man just trying to be versatile you know multiple ways of income and entrepreneur look at you yeah you know all right trying to dabble and I like stuff like this too. You know, I need to get back into, into this. Cause you know, I, before Instagram and all that, I was always the kid recording everything. Yeah. Everything I recorded. Everybody used to think I was so weird. I'll never forget. Like put the camera down. Of course that was (laughs) shoot. Yeah. That was already 10, 12 years ago, right? Way different day and age, but still, I just, I just remember that those days anyway. So yeah, just, just always learning. Yeah. Like even when you were setting up, I wasn't asking questions, but I was observing. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, okay, I see what it, okay. I got. I got stories to tell you about how many times I have messed things up, how many times uh, different things I've tried trial and error. And the, the, the loyal listeners here know how many times I've messed up the audio. For instance, this is the first time uh, I got these little mics. I used to set, try to set up the microphones. Oh no, you're good. Try okay. to set up the mics uh, with the booms and everything. And, and it was just like, it didn't work like for this particular room, our old place. Yes. This long table. And then I was finally like, wait a minute, what if I got wireless mics and it didn't have the little Joe Rogan look to it, but still, so hopefully this audio came through because there's been plenty of times when I didn't check something, the audio <laughs> oh, was empty. So we'll, we'll, we'll share uh, plenty of uh, war stories. Um, oh yeah. Finally, before we wrap up, Jesse, let's do, let's go officially our top five uh candy i'll go first you can take some of mine if you want no competition no draft maybe someday we'll have jesse on again and we'll do it but i gotta go for me symphony the uh the the milk chocolate not the dark that toffee uh 100 grand get yourself 100 grand if you haven't had one (laughs) caramello uh peanut butter twix and almond joy that is my fab five okay Uh, that is uh, for halloween i gotta have at least one of those um Every hour. No, <laughs> every hour. What do you uh, got, man? Hit me with your Halloween top five. Yep. The other top five, I'm going Skittles. Ooh. Starburst. Fruit A lot fruit. of these are repeats. <laughs> Snickers. Okay. I'm going to throw Hershey's in there. Just the original. It's just, just straight milk chocolate. Melted on a graham cracker. You don't even need a marshmallow. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm learning this. This guy, listen, I have to say this about to the people. You may have learned to like Jesse the past hour. This We went to In-N-Out, and this lunatic ordered a double-double with onion. That's fine. I understand there's people who like onion. Onion only. Meat, cheese, onion. No spread, no lettuce, no tomato. Not even pickles. Not even mustard. A dry double double with onion. This is what sits before me. And then they, they put the onion between the two patties. He said, I don't like the spread. I don't do Thousand Island. It ruins the burger. You realize how many people you've upset today with that? Man, I just I captured some fans. Now I just lost them and all the same split. Three steps forward and four back. What in the world? Explain explain yourself to the audience. I don't know. I mean yeah the spread to me the patty is just so good truthfully for a fast food patty i think it's just flavorful it's the perfect thickness and the way they melt the cheese i think all the other ingredients take away from it whereas the onion adds that little bit of crunch that little bit of pungent taste that actually amplifies the, the taste of the burger instead of saturating it such as Tomato and sauce. I think you've been, I think you've had way too much green chili in your life <laughs> that has ruined your palate. That's what's been going on. And you throw some grilled chili, grilled chili on a double double with a gold. Have you tried the whole grilled onion, or you like that crunch? I like both. Yeah, yeah, I like both. Well, asking? not the whole. What am I asking you for? <laughs> you know nothing. You know and now. All right, I had to tell you the in and out story. All right, finally back to your candy. Uh, uh, you said Snickers, Hershey. Yeah, and then. The golden child, Reese's. Reese's, man. Plain, OG, with the ridge, none of the white one, none of the... Hum- no, they no, try just, to play with... Don't yeah, stop None it, of the shape it. ones. Nah, just it's the like OG the team, hockey puck. I don't like that. Like, the teams that have classic uniforms, 
if you, th- having the multiple different look uniforms, that's for teams that have bad uniforms. <laughs> if you have bad, you have good uniforms. The Dodgers and Yankees a couple years yeah. ago, they played at the Dodger Stadium and they tried these retro things. I'm like, you two have the most iconic, good looking uniforms in the history of baseball, yeah. and you're and you're making it look like a, a WWF event. Yeah. What are you doing? That's for the Devil Rays to have retro <laughs> uniforms. Not drives me crazy. Yeah, when you take a good candy. Like Reese's, that has been an inspiration and a foundation in this country, and you make it, you want to flip it around. I mean, what is going on? I, I just, I, I, this is the things I think about and ramble about, Jesse. I, I can't. <laughs> You're happy. I'm trying to. Val, I got to tell you a story. So Val did a wonderful job on the, uh, wonderful job on the how you know cleaning cleaning up, and I was helping too, and. She cares more than I do. And, and you know, we were cleaning this. Clean. I was like, it's Jesse. It's going to be like, but, you know, anytime you have a guest over, no, you got to like, you got to make everything brand new. So <laughs> it was an excuse. She had, she had wanted to paint the bathroom. So she painted it and, you know, it finally dried. And I walked in. She's like, what do you think? And I was just like, I, I didn't see much difference uh, <laughs> from the color previously. I just kind of like, yeah, nodded. And she's just like, what did she say? I wrote it down. She goes, oh, okay. I'm happy and you don't care. I said, yeah, that's pretty. That sums up our relationship, <laughs> I think. If you're, I don't care as long as you're happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, really don't care. I do care. Everything's clean. Everything's wonderful. And I love her. And she's wonderful. And she's amazing. And I can't wait until she gets home tonight. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jesse, this has been fun, man. Yeah, uh, it was. We are just getting started. You just got here. We got about a week, just under a week. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to have some fun. We are. We're going to a little rest and relaxation, a lot of meditation, <laughs> a lot of uh, soul searching. Yeah. But also a lot of peace and quiet, uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of that joy we talked about yeah. earlier. So had to get this podcast done a little early. Uh, final thoughts, parting words of wisdom or anything? No, it was fun. Appreciate you having me on. We got to do it again. Yeah. And let's go tear down some candy now <laughs> i'm serious no, that, I'm that bowl's hollering at me <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of get home safe let me flip the old tv here anyway uh, a little different setup but uh, thanks for tuning in guys we'll be back next week just me i told you we have a guest on here every now and then i flew him in we are our, bu- <laughs> our budget is is amping up here i flew in my good friend jesse from uh, new mexico to celebrate halloween with us anyway guys have a good weekend happy halloween everybody and guys as always No matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.